some time this morning in a message that God has placed on my heart. And I want to, first of all, open with prayer as others are joining in. And I want to just take time today with this message. It's a message that the Lord really birthed in my spirit this week. It's a go message. It's a, it's a message that I believe if you listen carefully, there's going to be some great depth of wisdom and knowledge for your spirit and a direction of the Holy Spirit to give you in the future that's coming up on us very rapidly. Father, I thank you today for this opportunity to be online speaking to my church, Trinity, the outpost in San Francisco, and then also people joining in from all over uh, the United States in the world. We thank you very much for joining with us and we're, we're so glad you're here. So Father, bless each one. Strengthen them. Touch their heart today. Open their spiritual ears to hear what the word of the Lord is saying to them. Father, I just want to see you glorified today. We want to see you uplifted and we want to see you praised. And we want to thank you for all the goodness and all the mercy and all the blessings and kindness that you give us. We want to thank you for the grace, that unmerited favor that we have, that we've been saved by grace through faith. And it was a gift from you, Father, lest men should boast. And so we're very pleased today to be here and to speak the word of God and to be part of a service that's so important in the hour that we're living in. I want you to turn with me over to 1 Kings in chapter 19, verses 9 through 15. I will not be reading all the verses to you, but I will be highlighting them through this message. That's 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 9 through 15. The message is entitled this morning, The Whispering Voice of God, or A Call to God's Plan. The Whispering Voice of God, or The Call to God's Plan. It's really important that we understand that Elijah, we find him here, he's ending up in this cave, but he actually was at Mount Carmel and just did a tremendous miracle, calling down fire from God to swallow up all of, of, of Baal's altars. And he literally defeated Baalism there at Mount Carmel. And then he hears that Jezebel is upset about that. And of course, he just had 400 of the prophets of Baal slaughtered. And so he, all of a sudden, after all that anointing and all that power and all that prayer that he did and, and brought the power of God down in fire, he hears about Jezebel and he gets afraid. He knows how evil she is and he wants to get away from her. So he takes off and he, he, he's running from her and he finds himself at a brook, self-willed, and he's asking God to take his life. After Now remember, this is here, and he had to go 40 days without food because he was actually spoken to by the angel of the Lord to eat and then to go to the mountain of God in Horeb. And that's 200 miles he had to travel in 40 days and on just one meal. So the miraculous of God is with him. And I believe the miraculous of God is with the church today in a great way. And I believe that God is using the church even in our time right now 
to prepare her to do a great work for him, the Father, our Father who art in heaven, right here on this earth. I believe that with all my heart. Would you believe with me today? Because it's very important. So he gets there, and he, after he's considered wanting to kill himself, I'm no better than my father's, he, he just, the angel says, go. And so he goes there, and, he's, and the angel commands him uh, to move forward and not, not stop until he gets there. And what can we learn from this? God is saying to Elijah in these many words, stop complaining and grieving over your seemingly failures that you have. Get back to work. Get back to work. And this is what the Lord, I believe, is saying to all of us. Don't think about this time like in a grievous moment. Don't think about this time as a time where the church has, is failing because it's not out and about. This is a time that the Lord has prepared for us to be blessed by him and to learn from him. So three things come out of this message that I want to speak with you today after this small introduction that I just gave. And that is the place we are in. We need to recognize the place where we are in this very moment. The plan we are given, what God is wanting to speak to us, what he's saying to us in prayer, and I'm sure many of you are hearing from the Lord. He's giving a plan to us. And then thirdly, the power we have to go. So the place we are in, the plan we are given, and the power that we have to go. You see, God's word never fails. His word is pure. He, he literally is so amazingly graceful to us. That even in times where we get in a place where we are grieving, we're thinking we're failures, he still gives his word and he reminds us that his word never fails. It's always a good word. And this is why it's so important. And when, he, when, when we hear what happens to Elijah in just, just a few moments, we understand that God is reaching out even to us today in our sheltered in place. Well, he gets to uh, the mountain of God there in Horeb, and he finds himself in a cave. And God asks him a question the first time. He said, in, in, actually in verse 9, he said, Why are you, or what are you doing there, Elijah? What are you doing there? In other words, why are you here? What are you doing? And this particular question, again, is asked to him. Then the first time it's asked, it's asked with the reason of this. Do you realize what your current position is? And let's stop there for a moment and try to understand. And do we realize what our current position is? Yes, we are sheltered in place. Yes, we cannot have church as we normally have done. Yes, we do not have opportunity to be socially interactive right now. Do we have to realize the reason why the current position we are in is a position of reinstatement and revitalization, a, a place where God is speaking to us and he's giving us the benefits that we need and the opportunity that we need to move forward in him? 
And he's declaring to us the goodness of his mercy. He's showing us in prayer the things that are about to happen. And he's giving us the grace to listen to him. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. How beautiful that is. The current position we are in is very important for the church. The church needs to come back to who she was when she first began. The church needs to understand that she is the bride of Christ. She is the chosen of God throughout the world. She has the word of God in her because we carry around in our hearts, in these vessels that we are, a treasure to share to this world. The treasure of the love of God. The treasure of the anointing of God. The treasure of the clarity of God. The treasure of the design of God. And to share that word, that's our current position. You see, you can't shut down God. Even though the church may not be able to reach like she did in the sense of physical contact, the laying on of hands, crowds of a thousand or more or less, whatever it is, mega church to the smallest church, the presence of God in the sanctuary, the church worshiping together with great worship leaders, and the preaching or the teaching of God's word, the altar service people coming up, being healed, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. We are not there right now. The enemy of our soul has tried to close us down. You cannot stop God. Say that with me. You cannot stop God. He has made it to where now we are online throughout this nation of the United States of America and the world, and we're reaching more people than when we were in the sanctuaries. Yes, it's wearisome. Yes, it's a little uh, difficult. And yes, it, it takes time to get used to standing in front of a camera and speaking or teaching or preaching and becoming what God wants us to be in that very hour of that anointing. But God cannot be stopped. He has opened up the world to us in this time. Please hear my heart today. Hear and know the voice of the Lord. And understand that there is a current position you are in. And the Lord comes to him and he begins to bring phenomena there. He comes and this area all of a sudden he knows that this uh, earthquake. We know that the rain came first. The rain came first to him while he was in the cave after the Lord asked him that question. And it, it was so strong, and so everything, it broke rocks apart, it did everything. It was just amazing, and, and the wind and the earthquake come, and it does what it does, and it breaks the rocks after the strong wind tears it down, and the rain, it breaks the rocks, and then, but the voice of the Lord wasn't in that noise. Then he comes to the place of the earthquake, and after the earthquake, there was no word from the Lord. And then when he came to the place of the fire, wow, there was no word from the Lord in the fire. You see, people get so used to a loud, boisterous noise from God. They get used to something that they 
always want the miraculous and the power of God in every service at every time. But I believe God is saying something to us today. And that's why when he spoke to me, he spoke to my heart and said, tell the people that I'm going to whisper to them. Because in that still, small voice, God came to him. And when he heard that, the Lord said, come out. He came out. And the Lord spoke to him in, in the still, small voice. And again, Elijah is standing there and the Lord asked him, what are you doing here? Now, the first time was realizing what your current position is. The second time was to understand that we have a destiny. What are you doing here? Your current position? Yes, but what is your future destiny? I want you each to ask yourself, what is your future destiny? God has a plan. We realize the place we're in. Amen. But all of a sudden we have to realize that God has a plan to give us. And we have to listen to that whisper of the Lord to understand what he is saying to us. And it's a good question. It's a good question at this time. What are we doing here? You see, I believe that God is about to whisper to you and I the plan, the go plan. The goal plan to reach this world for Jesus Christ. To touch the world, not only through online services, but with social contact. To bless the world with the word of God, where there'll be salvation, there'll be healings. You know, I really believe the two greatest miracles are the salvation and healing. And of course, the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire. I believe that is equal to or the same as. I believe that. But oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You know, sometimes we look at, we're looking for people to fall out in the spirit. Sometimes we're waiting for people to just make a lot of noise. Sometimes we're waiting for tongues and interpretation. Sometimes we're waiting for all these very pertinent and important gifts of the spirit but i believe we're at a point right now what the lord has impressed me to tell you we're in the place right now that where we have to come out to the doorway of this cave and listen for the whisper of god god speaks in a whisper to his church we have to be keen to that thought. We have to understand that thought. We have to know what's going on. And of course, Elijah answers with the same statement, that Israel is apostate. They kill the prophets, and alone stands for covenant faith. And again, he sees no reason to continue. And he alone, he's standing there. I'm the only one. Oh, don't ever get into that position that you're the only one. There are... God told Elijah, I've got 7,000 people that have not bent the knee to Baal. There are way more than that in this world that have not bent their knee to the enemy. There are way more than that. The church is gathering together now in front of the Lord, and he has speaking a word into our life that is detailing how we are to be, how we are to wash our robes from spot and to iron them from wrinkle. 
and to move forward into what we need to be as the bride of Christ moving in a plan that he is going to give us. A plan that is going to reach billions of souls. A plan that is going to saturate the world with his word. A plan that is going to bring salvation, healing, baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire, depth and riches of his word, and the understanding of his mercy for us when we were yet in sin, he was on the cross and we were on his mind. Wow. Think about that. He died for every sin that the world would ever do, past, present, and future. All we have to do is come to Jesus and confess that. Repent acknowledge Jesus Christ and move into the grace of his mercy and love and be shielded by his faith. To have a helmet of salvation, the knowledge that we are the high priests and the apostles of God. We have this depth in us that is deep within our soul, reminding us daily that there is a king, King Jesus, who stepped out of the glories of heaven into the womb of a 13-year-old virgin by the name of Mary and was birthed in a manger, a stinky old place, didn't smell good. There were animals in there. Birthed and came forth to die for you and I. A horrible death, but he did it. He did it because... He loved us. And what we find in this story is Elijah is representing us in a sense, a deep sense, a very clear sense to this preacher, is that he's in a cave. He feels alone. He feels separated. And God said, don't feel that way. I've got a plan. I've got a plan. And this is what the plan is. He said, listen to what he says to him. He says, I want you to go down and I want you to anoint Hazael, the king over Syria, also to anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and anoint Elijah, the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. He's letting him know that you need to go forth and you shall touch people. You shall anoint people. And when your season is over, you'll anoint someone to take your place. God's plan continues now. God's plan for our life is to go forth and to anoint. Go forth and set things in order. He said to him, go and return and go down now from this mountain. Go down from the mountain of God. Let us come down from the mountain of God when this is over. And let us go forth as God has planned us to do. And that is to anoint, to, to reassess and to bring people back into a place to where they can fully understand who God is. And we can fully understand what we need to do in the kingdom that he has provided for us. 
there is a place, there is a covenant that God has given us. And that covenant is not going to die. It's not going to be over. The new covenant will not end. It is the covenant that Jesus Christ gave us at Calvary. It is what we trust in our hearts is very true. I hope in my depth of my spirit that you're hearing this preacher today. That we need to be able to understand that God is saying to us, listen for the whisper. Listen for what I'm about to say to you. I'm going to send you out. You're going to reach the world. You're going to anoint people. You're going to anoint leaders. You're going to anoint other leaders. And you're going to anoint other prophets. And you're going to anoint the person that will replace you. When your season is over in ministry, there will be somebody that will come in your stead and begin to speak the word of God and the power of God and the anointing of God and the clarity of God. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. I just want to worship him and thank him right now, Father, for this word, for your depth in this word that we have what God wants us to have and we have experience that God has given us and what we have been waiting for and what God has wanting us to understand is we're waiting for a definitive word from God. We need a now definitive word from God. And I believe this is the beginning of it. With all my heart, I believe that God is saying, this is time. The time is drawing close. We are about to go. We are about to return. We are about to come back in the power that we were birthed in. We are coming back in the knowledge of God's word. We're going to know his word. We're going to speak his word. We're going to pray his word. We're going to abide in his word. And he will abide in us. You see, when we are faithful to Jesus, God is faithful to us. Did you hear me? When we are faithful to Jesus, God is faithful to us. And we have to believe that with all our heart. I hear in my heart a whisper, a definitive word to go, to anoint, to speak clarity. And to move in power. Let people know that Jesus is alive and well. And no one can ever stop God. I serve notice on the devil. I serve notice on the people that lie. I serve notice on the people that try to deny the power of God. You cannot stop the creator of the universe. The creator of the heavens and the earth. The, the father of, of Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. And who is our father, who art in heaven, and holy is his name. You cannot stop him. He moves forward, and we are the family of God. And we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And we know in our spirit that we are the sons and daughters of God. And we know that whatever we ask of him, he is exceedingly, abundantly, more than able to do all that we ask or think. And what he's asking us right now is to listen. Listen for that whisper. Listen for what he has to do. Listen to what he wants us to become. And know that we move forward in his love, forward in his power, and we walk on the streets of mercy. We walk in the depths of faith, and we swim in the oceans of hope, getting to another person to tell them that the Father loves them, that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, praise God. I believe the Lord God today is speaking to many, many people throughout this world through this message. 
I believe the Lord is enlightening people today, not because of me, please, but because of the message that God is allowing me to speak through this vessel who I am. A definitive word. God is giving us a definitive word to hang on to and to listen for. Listen for the whisper. Don't wait for the skies to break open. Don't wait for the earth to shake. Don't wait for fire to come. Don't wait for the wind to blow so harshly that it breaks the rocks apart and all of a sudden God's got your attention. Listen for the still, small voice. The whisper of God. A God's call to the plan that he has for us. We are going to receive a power. A power that is in us already. But it's going to be engaged with more power of God to go and return. And lay hands and anoint. To speak the gospel out into the highways and the byways. To declare the word of God with clarity, with anointing, and with power. And God is going to answer us and bless us. He's going to bring us to the place where we need to be. Now listen to this. So important because I want to close in a minute when I can. You see, the command coupled with the Lord's comment that he has selected or caused to remain 7,000 persons who do not worship Baal has a meaning to us. And what it really is stating to us right there is that God is wanting to do something. He's wanting us because there is a remnant. We are a remnant. And there is a remnant that we need to go and touch that protects the remnant. And then there, there's an empowering of the future remnant. And as that remnant moves forward, God expecting and wants us to know that God's protection and empowerment will be with his people. A remnant touches another remnant, and that remnant goes forth too. It continues to flow. It continues to go. Continues to flow. Continues to go. We have something from God that is more than the world can ever give us. We have something from God that the world cannot understand lest it's revelatory to them. They cannot understand the anointing of God, the power of God, the, the crisis that we may be in. God understands it. We know what God's doing, and we need to declare the confidence and the courage and the blessings of the Lord every day, even if we're online, because the go word is coming soon. Listen for that whisper. God has something beautiful for all of you. God has something more than what we could ever hope. God has something more than what we could ever think. Because if we could hope it and think it, it wouldn't be God. But if God would do it and do it for us, we know it's God. Amen. Praise God. Let's listen for the still, small voice of the Lord. Let's be the church again that can raise up our shoulders not in pride, not in arrogance, but in love with our husband, with our rabbi, with the rabbi, in other words, with the teacher, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of glory. We can look at our robes and see they are spotless and without wrinkle, that we are pure again in the sight of the Lord. He has got our attention. 
And I want to say something to you that a promise that God spoke to my heart this week as I close. Something that's very important. Something that is so in-depth. Something so beautiful. Something that is so there for all of us. In John 4, 35 and 38, Jesus responds to his disciples. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Now listen, this is what I got this revelation from God, a depth from God that I want you to hear. For in this, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I send you, now listen, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. We're going to reap a harvest that others have sown. And then we're going to sow. You see, there's, it's revelatory. God is saying to us, we are prepared now. Listen for the whisper. God is saying to us, we are prepared now to go and bring in a harvest that we did not sow. Others sowed. They labored. And we're going to bring in the fruit. But then we're going to sow. And somebody's going to follow us. And they're going to bring in the fruit. The harvest is white now. It's ready. In the church, I believe with all my heart, and I say this boldly, prophetically, and with truth in the depth of my spirit, we are ready. Would you say it with me? Excuse me, I'm just getting moved. I am ready. I am ready to move out and take what God has given to us. He is our God. He is beautiful. He is marvelous. There's no English word. There's no Spanish word. There's no words in any language that can describe God in his beauty. Only that he is God. And he thinks upon us. And he wants to whisper a word to us. Take time. Sit before the Lord. Come out of the cave. And listen to what God is telling you to do. The whisper is coming. The whisper is now. The whisper is the plan that God has in that whisper for us to go into anoint. Let us be ready. Let us know him. Let us not take these months as some sort of a time we can talk about in the future. Please hear me in this next statement before I pray. Let us not fall back into where we were at the beginning of 2020. Let us not fall back into being the church that we were. Let us fall back only to become the church that he wants us to be. Let us move forward in the beauty of what the church is, the bride of Christ, without spot, without wrinkle, in the purity of our mind, in the purity of our heart, only because of his touch because of his sanctification and because of his callings. And we are all called. Everybody is called by God. Everybody is called a child of God. Everyone is given a task by God. Let us move forward as a revitalized, reassessed, 
and recreated church in a birthing that where we will reach the harvest for Jesus' name. Move forward and go down now from the mountain of God and bring in the harvest in Jesus' name, shall we pray. Father God, I pray right now for everybody that's online. Everybody that hears my voice, even in the future, if they watch this message, that you will speak to them in the whisper. That you will declare to them how you are and what you want them to be. And Lord God, you are the king. There is none like you. There is no God above you. You are the almighty God. You rolled off the planets and the stars off your fingertips. You created man as you pulled the dust from the earth. Man was created. From man's side, you created woman. And Father God, and from the man and the woman, the earth began to be propagated. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we read through the scripture how men consistently went forward and then they failed. They went forward and they rebelled. And just reading in the the book of Kings and the first and second book of Kings and in the Chronicles and all that we see how these kings went and did evil. I believe today, Father, there's no tolerance anymore. I believe, Father, with all my heart that you are calling your body, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, out to do a work. No place for rebellion. No place for judgment. No place for criticism. Only a place of your purity, your love, and your grace and mercy showed. Let the fruit of the Spirit be apparent in every believer, Father. And I ask this in Jesus' name.